The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to DraftKings Network. You're tuned in to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Guiding your gridiron journey, none other than your host, former NFL lineman, Ross Tucker. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. That's because it's a Wisdom Wednesday presented, of course, by DraftKings. Love those dudes. Love all of you, by the way. That make this thing go and love my guy, Booger McFarland. He and I were in the league around the same time. I've told the story before. I think I was maybe a sophomore or junior in college when he got drafted. Probably a sophomore. I remember watching his college highlights and distinctly saying to myself, there is no chance I could ever play in the NFL as Booger was chasing guys down sideline to sideline. One of my favorite analysts out there. A lot to talk to him about, even some college football stuff, some Zach Wilson stuff momentarily. We're only two days away from me announcing new winners. I love doing it because I like rewarding people that do a little bit extra to help us try to grow these shows, right? So the Spread the Word winner, it's pretty easy this week. Rate and review the show on any podcast app and then send me that screenshot after you do it. Or just send me the Spotify wrapped thing if you listen on Spotify, Ross at RossTucker.com. Same with the sponsor confirmation email winner. It's a no-brainer, by the way. Some of these things for holiday gifts, like getting somebody tickets on the Game Time app for a holiday gift, incredible. Babbel, uh, ExpressVPN, there's a lot of them. And then, of course... Love doing the YouTube shout-outs because you guys get a personalized video that you can give to whoever you want to give to just for subscribing to YouTube.com slash NFL, which, by the way, is where you can see the highlight clips of the other shows. That or just following at Ross Tucker Pod on social. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. Just make sure you make a comment. And nowadays, the best way to do it is just to comment and say, I just want the shout-out, Ross. Just want the, the video shout-out. Patron of the day, Derek Ott. I am loving racking up the patrons. Patreon.com slash RT Media. Really cool, unique community of listeners that we have. That we talk about food and beer and all the different shows. It's awesome. It's awesome. It's awesome, by the way, to get feedback from you guys, which I'm always very, very welcome to. At any rate, it's big show time. 
The Big Show. As promised, joined by one of my favorite people in the business. It's funny, I still get emails from people to Ross at RossTucker.com, and they're like, can you do a show with Booger? Can you do like a weekly segment with Booger? Booger, that was a long time ago now, man. Obviously, I think most people know, but Booger McFarland, ESPN, check him out on social media at ESPN Booger. But that's kind of pretty cool in my mind because Booger and I on Sirius XM used to do a show together once a week. It was only once a week. And yet it's at least five years. I don't know if it's 10 years, but it's a while since then. And it must have been pretty good, Booger, for people to like, that's still re- like not many things in life like cut through anymore. And that resonated with those people. Yeah, I think it resonated, Ross, because, you know, you and I come from two different backgrounds. Uh, you're an Ivy League guy. I'm an SEC guy. You're an old lineman. I'm a D lineman. We see I'm a right. Lot of, you're wrong. Well, sometimes, <laughs> you know, we see a lot of things the same. We see a lot of things differently. And I think our personalities lend to good conversation, good banter back and forth. And uh, I like you every now and then. Man, I liked you a lot on Sunday when the college football playoff committee came out. It was like we were sharing a brain. And on this show, we primarily talk about the NFL. But when there's a major college football topic that, you know, I think is is about more than just college football. And in my mind, this is like I'm, I'm very, very upset about it. And there's two reasons why I'm upset about it, Booger. One is because, and I talked about this on the College Draft podcast, but a lot of people listen or watch the Ross Tucker football podcast, but don't listen or watch the College Draft podcast. Number one, everything that it says about Florida State and it means to those kids, right? Yeah. And then number two, I am of the firm belief that I could sit here with anyone that made an argument for Alabama and I could beat them in an argument. With like, remember those those like aren't there like debate teams? There's debate yeah. movies. LSU <laughs> yeah. probably doesn't have a debate team, but I'm sure Princeton does. I never saw yeah. one. <laughs> I am convinced I could hammer everybody. So I will give you the floor so that it's not just me saying this. So I have someone else from again, different background, different color, different everything that I think feels very similarly to me about the Florida State Seminoles getting left out of the college football playoff? Well, the entire debate starts with, is it the four best or the four most deserving? Is it the eye test or the resume? And I started my argument on Sunday, which they're one and the same. Because if you think about it, how are you going to determine best if you don't understand how they played or who they played or what was the final score? And for 13 people to sit in a room and make a decision based on uh, style points, because ultimately that's what you're doing when it comes to the quarterback position, because we don't like how you win. You know, even though Florida State went out and dominated Louisville with a great defense, we didn't like that it looked like that because your quarterback, not only your second team quarterback, but your third team quarterback is now playing and he's not looking good. So we're going to project that you can't play with the other three teams that we're going to put in the playoff. And to me, that was unequivocally wrong. And, and and I will stand on a hill and I will scream as loud as I can because you know and I know the game of football is not played in a boardroom. It's not played inside of a TV screen. It's played on grass where there's three phases of the game, offense, defense, and special team. And, be, and because certain people who are so far removed from the game, some coaches, other administrators, but they're so far removed from the game, they don't understand or they don't respect that. And they're ultimately looking at the the factor of, 
what is it going to look like on television? Do we want to see another Georgia TCU? Oh, by the way, that was the final. You didn't go to the semifinal when TCU beat Michigan, who was favored. And so there's so many factors that go into that. And I just thought, ultimately, everything that as a football player we've been taught, next man up, it's about the team, it's about the team, it's about how we win. And as long as you can pick your brother up, we can achieve our common goal because we play a sport that keeps score. This is not a beauty pageant. We keep scoring our sport. And for a committee to disregard that score, mind you, Alabama has one loss, Florida State has none. Both of them are conference champ. But for a committee to disregard the scoreboard and turn it into a beauty pageant really rubbed me the wrong way. And I, and I just feel bad for those kids. And the last thing I'll say is this, Rob. When I saw the tweet from Jordan Travis, when he said this, I wish I'd have broke my leg sooner so my team could prove that they could win without me. I mean, come on, seriously? You know, there's so many different things there. Um, the, the first one that I would say is that in ter- I, I really do think, Booker, and I want your opinion on this, I really do think that we might have entered into a situation where the matchups and the TV ratings are a factor, and that troubles me deeply, like deeply. It feels like we're at that point where that was a consideration, and that should not be a consideration at all. It should be whatever you're just doing, the foremost deserving, whatever you want to say, but it feels like, and I hear this from some of the analysts, the way they talk, Booger, it's almost like they just want to see Michigan play Alabama more than they want to see Michigan play Florida State and that that's a good enough reason for them to be in. And if that's the case, Ross, that's a selfish reason. Now, don't get me wrong. I like watching a great game also. Like, I watched the game Friday night between Washington and Oregon where Oregon was a 10-point favorite, where somebody in Las Vegas set inside inside a closet and said, we're going to set the odds that Oregon is going to be a 10-point favorite and Washington won the game. And I enjoyed every moment of that game because it was back and forth. It was exciting. And, and it kept us on the edge of our seat. And Twitter was but like, like there's nothing better when you got a good game than being on social media because it starts buzzing. Everybody's tweeting back and forth and everybody's being sarcastic. But it, it, it's the one time where social media, Twitter specifically, everybody comes together and it's kind of fun. And so I like it better than anybody else. However, I'm never going to disrespect the game of football for my personal entertainment but I'm not naive to the fact that I do think certain people want to sit down on January 1 and have their black eyed peas and their cornbread and their greens for good luck and watch two really really good football games and I think when you look at the history of the semifinals to your point nine times out of ten we haven't always gotten two really good semifinals we've gotten one but I can think of several that there have been blowouts And I don't put it past people in that room who will never say it, but they will let you know that there's a selfish aspect to it where we, we as a committee want to be right. And how, and what does that mean? As a committee, we want to be known as the committee that put forth the best playoff possible. Well, how are we going to do that? That means we got to get two really good games in hopes that we'll get a really, really good final. So yeah, I could see that. I hope none of my colleagues did that. I hope none of the people in that room did that. But I'm I'm sad to say that I think you're probably right. The other thing is like the, the the two last things I'll points I'll make on this are 
Number one, the whole idea of they watched Florida State and said, I don't, we don't want to see this. Like, we, we don't want to see this in the playoff. What did they think when they were watching Alabama against Auburn? Like, what did they think when it was fourth and 31? Which, like, the whole thing that, like, the SEC champ has to be in is laughable because if Alabama lost to Auburn like they should have when it was fourth and 31, even they if they be beat in. Georgia, they still wouldn't have gone to the playoff with two losses. And then my favorite, Booger, is everybody shouting, it's got to be the four best teams. It's got to be the four best teams. Well, listen, my podcast, okay, is with DraftKings Sportsbook. I asked them, do you know who would be favored on a neutral site against any of the other four teams? Georgia. Georgia. A month from now, with a healthy Bowers, a healthy McConkie, Georgia. So, like, this whole notion, Booger, of, has to be the four best teams, that's flawed. Because Georgia, I can promise you, Georgia would be favored over Washington, favored over Texas, favored over Bama in a rematch, favored over Michigan. So they didn't pick the four best teams. So that like that whole argument to me is totally moot. Yeah, it, it's one of those things, Ross. How do you get the four best slash most deserving slash that we can get the best game slash. I mean, it's, it's so many little addendums to these little, little little phrases that everybody wants to hang their hat on. And even to further this point, if they wanted the four best, let's go back to 2022. TCU lost the Big 12 championship game, and they took TCU, even though everybody in America knew Alabama was better. To your point, Bama was better last year. And now 10 out of the 13 members on the committee this year were on the committee last year. So those same 10 people didn't make the decision last year that they made this year. And so it's, it's one of those things, man. Um, again, you got daughters. I have kids. Um, and I think the one thing we all want our kids to do is play a team sport and realize that it's not about them. It's about the collective whole and picking your teammate up and helping your teammate and winning as a team. And I think it just sends a bad message, and I get it. It's not their job to raise our kids. But it just sends a bad, a bad message as, as parents, the society we live in, where in a team sport, we're devaluing part of the team, but we're supposed to teach our kids and teach our young people when you're a part of a team sport that you're no bigger than the next person. It just sends a bad message. Totally agree. Just like I agree, the best thing to drink while you're watching these games is the bat blue light with your friends and family. Live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly beer. Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. Who you have winning the Heisman? I'm guessing you're LSU guy, right? I mean, if he doesn't win the Heisman, if you think the Florida State people revolted, imagine what I'll do if Jaden Daniels doesn't win the Heisman. Like, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they will be, they'll have me on CNN probably being arrested if he doesn't win the Heisman. Uh, again, let's look at the definition of the award. The most outstanding player in college football. You cover college football, Ross. I think he's been the most outstanding player all year. And, and I think... If you want to look at it statistically, check. If you want to look at impact, check, because LSU's defense was terrible. The only reason we're 9-3 and three is because of Jaden Daniels. If you want to look at improvement, go back and look at that kid the first game of the year in 2022 against Florida State and look at him now. I mean, so any metric you want to look at, it, he's got 1,100 rushing yards. No other quarterback or no other uh, Bo Nix or Michael Penix doesn't have, I think, three or 400. So, like, any, any any statistical number you want to look at, he's leading. He should win the Heisman, and I think it'll be a great deal for LSU because that'll be two Heisman winners in four years, going back with Joe Burrow and now Jaden Daniels. Wow. 
Hey, there was two reasons why I wanted to bring you on. One was for the college football playoffs. The other one was, how about, and and uh, truth be told, Booger and I are recording this on Tuesday afternoon for Wednesday morning show. But how about these reports that the Jets want to go back to Zach Wilson as the starting quarterback, but he's in one report hesitant, the other report reluctant. All I could think about Booger was, I don't know if it was last year or two years ago, when you came on and you talked about him being Silver Spoon, I kind of had a problem with that, to be honest with you, because it's not like the Mannings, you know, grew up with tough times or yeah. Steve Young in Greenwich, Connecticut, right? Like, I don't think that that necessarily determines someone's – I don't think socioeconomic factors necessarily determine someone's grit or toughness, and I think there's examples of that, but – uh, you are looking pretty good for your comments as it relates to Zach Wilson, if this is true. I said, Booger, even the the reporting of this, that he's done. That I, I, like, I don't think another team will ever give him a chance to start a game. They might sign him. They might have him on the roster and see if they can do more with him and his talent. But it's a really I, – I don't know if I've even ever heard of it. Yeah, I've never heard of it, Ross. And and I'm going to take – I think Diana Rossini was the one who reported it. Um but let's look at it from 10,000 feet, Ross. How would you handle it? Think about this. The kid was drafted. He's been benched like three or four times. You bring in a guy to take his job, and you keep him, and now he's supposed to learn learn for a year. That guy gets hurt, and now he starts. You bench him. He starts. You bench him. Now, all of a sudden, because the two guys, one of the guys you brought in off the street can't play, hey, Zach, can you come back and save us? How would you feel, Ross? And, and, I, and I can't believe I'm taking up for Zach Wilson, but, like, I kind of understand – if the reports are true, he's like, so you've thrown me to the wolves five times and now you want me to come back and potentially save a game or two until the guy that you brought in to take my job gets back. How would you feel? Uh, I wouldn't feel good about being benched a couple times, but I would be like, I'm going to go out there and ball out. That's how I would feel. I think he's going to do that because he's a professional. He should do that because he's a, pro- a professional. He gets paid a lot of money. But Ross, he's only human also. Uh, okay, so as a teammate, I would, I would sympathize with him, but I would still expect him to go to take the ball and, and do his job because you're being paid a lot of money every Tuesday to go out there and take the ball and do your job. But l- let's not act like he's a robot. Like we're not robots. Like we have. I tell my wife all the time. Like I know I'm supposed to be the macho guy in, in this relationship and the tough guy, but I have feelings too. Like men do have feelings, and I think for Zach to have feelings and to feel a certain type of way, if the reports are true. Uh, to me, it's only human nature. There's a reason why he's as successful as he is. I'm a huge, huge fan. I got one more quick one, okay? Yeah. Defensive player of the year. I could ask you MVP. I could ask you your favorite AFC team. But you were a defensive guy. And I'm just curious if if there, if you and I are sharing a brain on this one. Who do they, and, and, and maybe there's a difference between defensive player of the year and who you think the best defensive player is? Yeah, um, I think the best defensive player in football currently is T.J. Watt. Aaron Ooh. Donald held that held that mantle for several years. I don't think he holds it anymore. I think the guy that's going to win defensive player of the year is Miles Garrett. To me, he he's having a, the type of year. If you just go back and watch the tape and watch what he's done. It's been phenomenal. And I get Deron Bland, the, the pick sixes. Um, but if you turn the tape on and you watch the game uh, against Seattle, like DK Metcalf showed him that there are levels to this. And although he had an interception, but like there's still levels 
to being an elite corner. And if you can't be the best at your position, I don't think he is. How are you going to be the best in football for a certain season? So TJ Watt, best defensive player in football, Miles Garrett, defensive player of the year. That's impressive to get to get two things wrong in one statement. It's Micah Parsons. <laughs> the answer is Micah Parsons. That is really impressive, though. Not many people oh. can make one statement and get two things wrong. Tell me why. Tell me why Micah Parsons. Because when I watch the games, he's double or triple teamed like every time, and he can do things. Nobody's doubled and tripled as much as he does. Nobody can do the things that he does. Uh, I would like sometimes to see them just ha- let him rush from one spot all the time, but I get why they move him around or drop him at times. I, I just think he's, I think, like, let's put it this way. If I was starting my own franchise and I could pick one defensive player, it would be him. Like, it would be Micah Parsons without any question. You can take Micah Parsons, and I agree. To me, he's the he's the star that plays the hardest. Like, his effort is unreal. Like, he's tr- the true definition of relentless is Michael Parsons. Uh, I'm still going to go with Miles Garrett. Um, but that's why we, that's why I love you, buddy, because we can agree to disagree. Check him out on social at ESPN Booger. Uh, he's excellent, and you can tell. Thank you so much, buddy. Anytime, man. Man, I love me some Booger. That does not sound good. Jack, please do not cut that audio. Man, I love me some Booger. That sounds like I like to eat Boogers which I do not, in fact, like to do. Uh, let me see what the, the, the latest price is on Army-Navy, if I can find it, on the Game Time app. You guys know I'm a big fan of the Game Time app, and I'm really curious about the Army-Navy game right now and what the tickets are. Army football, oh, no scheduled events. Come on, Army-Navy, how do I find Anyway, here's what you need to know, I would say, about the Game Time app. You can see the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. The cheapest ticket I'm seeing right now, Jack, $727. $727. At least with game time, you can guarantee you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. You know, I kind of like when it's expensive because it makes me feel cool that I'm actually getting paid to be there, you know? But, wow, that's, I guess that's the cool part of having it up there where it's not normally, right? Like it's a once-in-a-lifetime experience for the people up there, whereas if it's in Philly, people go a lot. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code ROSS for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code ROSS for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Ducks takes. All right, Ross, snip, snap, snip, snap. Jets leads quarterback Tim Boyle, and they signed Brett Rippon off Seattle's practice squad. What's snip, snap, snip, snap? It's just like they're just continuously making changes. It's a reference to The Office. I'll just, if you've ever seen The Office. I, I can't I've go seen, into full I've detail. I've seen Office episodes, but I've never, I've never heard snip, snap, snip, snap. It's from the, the house. It's from like the house party. You ha- I can't finish the quote, but you don't know the toll that three has on a person. There's a blank in there. But yeah, didn't go over real well. <laughs> we'll see how the audience liked it. Look, my wife loves The Office. She she watches on the UK Netflix with ExpressVPN, changing her thing or whatever. But uh, yeah, I mean, I can't imagine what it's like to be a Jets fan. Brett Rippin. 
Like there, there's, there was real quarterbacks they could have gotten. Like they could have gotten Joe Flacco. Like there was real guys they could have gotten. Instead, they're signing guys like Brett Rippon off Seattle's practice squad, who is not any different than Tim Boyle, is not any different than Trevor Simmons, is not any different from Zach Wilson. By the way, that surprised me, what Booger said about Zach Wilson sticking up for him. That was interesting. Some injury news. Jaguars quarterback Trevor Lawrence has, been, has a high ankle sprain. Wide receiver Christian Kirk for the Jaguars has a core muscle injury. And Patriots running back Ramondre Stevenson also has a high ankle sprain. So Ramondre is not going to play tomorrow night. Christian Kirk has to, I think, have surgery. He might be done for the rest of the year. That is a big blow for the Jaguars. And uh, maybe it's semantics, but sportsinjurycentral.com, Dr. Chow still doesn't think Trevor Lawrence has a high ankle sprain, even though that's what Doug Peterson said. And some roster moves. Lions signed defensive lineman Tyson Alualu. Niners signed defensive back Logan Ryan. And the Steelers signed quarterback Trace McSorley to the practice squad. You ever gotten DoorDash for breakfast? Jack? No, but that sounds great. Like right now it does, doesn't it? Like right <laughs> this second. Anyway, when the clock stops on this podcast in a minute, or whenever the game clock stops when you're watching a game, that's time to order in with DoorDash. Pizza cravings hit at halftime, ordering time. Dreaming about tacos during a timeout, boom, they're on your, I'm dreaming about like a breakfast sandwich right now. They got burgers, chips, dips, drinks, and wings instead. How about breakfast sandwich? Or anyway, order on DoorDash. Get everything you want delivered without missing a minute of the game. Well, the Lions needed to sign Alo Alo because Aleem McNeil, who's played very well for them, he went on IR at D-tackle, so they need another kind of like run-stuffing D-tackle. Logan Ryan, you know, remember the Niners lost Talanoa Hufunga, so they want to make sure they've got depth there. And the Steelers want to have an extra quarterback because they know Pickett's out for a few weeks at least. What happens if Mason Rudolph or Trubisky get hurt? So Steelers thinking ahead there, which I like. I also like all of you checking out the College Draft podcast, the Fantasy Feast podcast, the Even Money podcast, any of them. Business of Sports with Andrew Brandt, they're all excellent. And we're done. I think we're done here. Thanks for tuning in to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also check out Even Money, Fantasy Feast, and College Draft, all on the DraftKings Network on Samsung TV+, YouTube, or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform. Shout out MyFrontPageStory.com. I'm telling you guys, it's the best holiday gift. You can get a loved one, MyFrontPageStory.com. Big fan, speaking of the office, Jack, BackOfficeScheduler.com, Go-Bangles.com, SteakhouseSports.com. HumanHeadNYC.com. Sporticulture. How about Pizza Boy Brewing? Yummy.